Right now, though, we're going to talk DIY. If you've got a question for our builder, Stan Scott, you can text it through to me on 2101. Stan joins me now from where, Stan? Uh, I'm down in the Catlins at the Hone Two Sunday Crib. Yeah, we've talked about that a bit over the years, but remind people what um, you, what your project was there. Well, for the last eight years, Jesse, I've been coming down here to Hone Two Sunday Crib, and um, of, of probably about five, six years ago, I became a trust member, and so basically we've restored his crib to pretty much exactly the way he had it, but warm, dry, double insulated. It looks. It looks exactly the way you had it. Basically, it looks like we haven't done anything now. So, effectively, it gets turned into a artist residency. So, we've had a couple of artists in already. Um, and so, you were, we're down here. We're just doing a little bit of building on to the surrounding with some fences and a little bit of decking. And But the Dunedin, Dunedin obviously being the city of literature, has um, got all these amazing writers and poets and all that down um, in Dunedin over the weekend, so the Tufari Crib, um, the Honey Tufari was involved in um, Silla McQueen, um, Ati Tipa, Tracy Tafia, and Jeanette Wakata um, talk a little bit about reflections on uh, oh, nice. tr- trust. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a pretty fun weekend. Did I tell you I went down there um, looking for the crib? It's not signposted, eh? No. <laughs> so yeah, I went, yeah. to local, um, yeah. went into the local pub and... Uh, yeah. And a guy was like, I'll, I'll show you where it is. And I was like, okay, this is me and Victoria. And so we walk outside with him and he goes, get in my, get in my car. And yeah. Victoria looks at me like, oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, I think he showed us the right place. Didn't manage to look inside. I'll have to come for another tour now that it's a fully renovated Stan. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome anytime, mate. Um, Stan, one of our listeners says, can you please help with my lawns? Ours was once smooth, but it's now lumpy and unpleasant to walk on due to being boggy and then dried out over the years. It even had a wee pond in one corner one year. Any ideas for Anne in Auckland? Sounds like drainage issue, eh? Mm. Um, yeah, definitely drainage. I mean, some people want to start, like me old mate, um, Tony Morrell, garden landscaper, what he would sort of put people in the right direction towards is getting the big pitchfork, sort of a, a fork, and then just driving that into your garden and letting it open up and sort of drain a little bit. But obviously, it's sort of sounding a little bit more boggier than that. And so, before I, you know, I can't really crystal ball gaze, but in boggy lawn situations, I would highly recommend getting some free advice from a. Um, a drain layer and just seeing if they could put some um, drain coil throughout your section and pick up that water and disperse it through into a cesspit and then that'll get put into your into your um, into your mains and all that uh, is done. The main side of thing is all done with a registered drain layer, but you can dig the ditches, you can you can put the scoria or free draining material and you can put all the, the pipe work in yourself, but you can't actually do the connection. And it's relatively very easy work. So, I mean, if, you, if you've got a drain layer around and you said, hey, look, what do I need to make this dry? Um, and then get them to do all the connection part, and then you do all the digging, I think they'll be quite happy with that. Okay, thank you. Um, we've had various questions on this in the past, but uh, it's obviously a sign a lot of people are interested. Jennifer says she's painting her exterior French doors, and she has wonky paint all over the glass. What should she do? Scrape the paint off and then tape the glass and repaint? What is the best tool to use to scrape it off? And how much paint overlay onto the glass should I allow, says Jennifer? Uh, yeah, definitely. Just just use a. Um, you can buy those little plastic paint scrapers, and it's got like a, a little razor blade on the end of it. They're pretty cheap, only a couple of bucks. 
Um, that gets it off really nicely. Just make sure your glass is relatively clean, like it hasn't got any sand or any grit on it, so you're not scratching the glass, you know. So it's a nice clean blade, and you're just scraping that 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 um, paint off up to the putty line, making sure that you're not taking any of the putty out. If it has got putty, that is, if it's not, or just uh, obviously you wouldn't be painting um, a rubber or aluminium joining anyway. But yes, and then just mask right up to the putty, and then so it's so it only really needs to go onto it, um, you know, one millimeter. If that, um, and if you've got relatively fresh putty in there, you want to let that completely dry. There is actually one putty out there that you can um, paint over relatively quickly, but generally the old linseed oil putty takes um, a couple of months for that to go off before you can apply, otherwise the paint just shrinks. But yeah, yeah, just mask it up, um, and if it is fresh putty, sometimes you're going to have to put a sealer on top of that before, because it is oil-based, and then um, paint away using a nice fine cutting in brush. The best advice I could give for any painting is spend money is you know within your budget on getting really good brushes and you'll be surprised you know oh, what yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'll be really surprised on the quality of finish. I mean, you spend, you know, you, you look at all those brushes and there'll be one for like 15 to $20 and there'll be one, a cheaper one for like, you know, 3 or $4. And you think, oh, it's only a quick job, but yeah. you get such a better finish. And just oh, look gosh. after your paintbrush brush and, and keep it forever. Thank you. Great advice. Um... Okay, here's another one that's come through. I want to put... Uh, actually, let's go to Dane first. Dane has moved a mirror and wants to know whether he should fill in this, the holes left by the screws, and if so, how to do it. Uh, well, depending on what the, the, the surface is, let's just presume that it's like what like most interior of houses is plasterboard. Um, you can buy, a, um, you know, as long as the hole's not too big, I'd just get like a, a permafill, um, and then just um, put that over top. Let it if it uh, if the hole's any bigger than say like ten millimeters, like one centimeter across, you may need to put that across. Let it dry. Give it a sandbag, and then just top it out with a little bit more. But yeah, permafill. And then if the hole's getting any bigger, you know you could also buy a um, a premix like plus four plaster. But it sounds like it's just a really easy fix with some permafill. Add a little bit of sand, a little bit of primer, and then and then touch it up. Yeah, but definitely yeah. fix it up as you go. Because it's going to be deep, right? So I guess the first lot you put in will sort of disappear down the hole, and but it'll maybe yeah. give you a bit of a um a backstop for the next layer. Exactly. Yeah, and then just sand it off as you go. Don't be afraid to um, don't put too much on it so it's not too proud. Um, and people get a little bit uh, sort of just grab anything like a builder's bog to to fill holes on. Depending on what surface it is, like say um, you know when you're putting something that's a two pot bog that sets really really hard, and you're sanding the heck out of that, you've got a completely different finish. So you want a um, a, um, a, a filler that sort of is sympathetic to the same sort of product. So like a, a permafill, like a Sally sort of product, that sort of sands up and it leaves the same sort of texture as your wall. So you, once painted over, you don't really see much of a difference. Uh, T says, I want to put a post into my in to support my washing line. Should I just dig a hole and fill it with concrete? And if so, how? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, just put the post in. Um, and, you know, you could, you know, I'm at the moment, I'm building a little deck and I, I don't usually use it. You're, there is, a, you know, some pre-mixed bags of concrete, obviously. And 
I don't usually use the rapid set ones, the ones that go off in, you know, 15, 20 minutes, because if you touch that post whatsoever, if someone leans on it, um, it forms a gap between the post and, and the, the concrete as it's setting, and you don't really have any other chance to push the concrete back up against it. But if you're in no hurry, um, usually I just used, um, for something like that, just um, um, a couple of bags or one and a half bags of of a 25 kg just um, pre-mixed concrete, put the post in, plumb it up, put some bracing on it, and then pour the concrete in. And um, you can mix it in the barrel first and then and then pour it in and just leave it for the day. What do you mean by yeah. bracing, Stan? Oh, just like a couple of... Of, of timber that sort of come off on an angle so, so it holds the post while, while the concrete's setting. Oh yeah, got it. And one little tip on the post too, if, if you just buy a standard fence post that's unsupported like in a fencing situation with rails and that, it can very easily twist on its own because it's really, it's the middle of the of the tree, that post, so it twists really easy. It's not like a premium grade. So for something like that, I would sort of recommend buying a better grade timber even up to a glue laminated post. That way it's always going to stay straight, it's going to look good, and it's not going to bend over with the weight of your washing. Love it. Thanks, Dan. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, mate. Cheers, eh? Thank you.